Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. This is the Bloomberg Markets. Corey Johnson here on AM 960 Studios in San Francisco. Carol Masser back in New York in 1130 Studios in our worldwide headquarters. Boy, the news is coming fast and furious this hour, Carol. Who knows what's around the corner here? <laughs> I know, exactly. I'm afraid to say anything. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about billionaire Tom Barrick throwing um, a financial lifeline to Weinstein Company. So we'll get into that. Our Eric Schatzker sat down with him in an interview. So that's coming up, Corey, in just a moment. But first, let's see the latest in business news headlines from Charlie Pellin. And uh, thank you very much. And we are brought to you by the Association for International Certified Professional Accountants. Join cybersecurity expert and shark tank star Robert Herjavec for a free webcast November 1st on data protection. Visit AICPAglobal.com slash Cybershark. Stocks pushing higher. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all moving higher right now. The Dow's at a record up 170 points, up 7 tenths of 1%. 23,445 on the Dow. S&P up 3, up 2 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up 12, up 2 tenths of 1%. The tenure down 12, 30 seconds with a yield of 12.41%. Gold down 4 tenths of 1%, 1277 the ounce. West Texas Intermediate Crude up 1.1% to 52.4%. 46 a barrel. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Yes, indeed. Charlie Pellet, thank you so much. We are counting you down to the closing bell. Less than 30 minutes to go. Brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit sectorspdrs.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. This is Bloomberg Radio. Toys party when Dave Wilson's in the house, and Dave Wilson is in the house. What the heck today. is that? Oh, come on. I mean, this is early rockabilly, Wanda Jackson. Oh. And I picked it because I actually got around to seeing this documentary last night, which you can find online. It's called The Sweet Lady with the Nasty Voice. And Bruce Springsteen and his wife, Patty Scalfer, are both in it. They talk about going to see her ah. at a bowling alley in Asbury Park, New Jersey in 2006. So, of course, I had to watch it. But beyond that, you know, she just turned 80. A bowling alley? A bowling alley. Asbury Lanes. Absolutely. But she just turned uh, 80 years old the other day. So cool. why not? A little tribute. Besides, I couldn't think of a good song to play with the chart. So why not? Anyway, <laughs> what the chart focuses on is the idea of perhaps changing one's view of the S&P 500. Uh, Michael Purvis, who's the chief global strategist at Whedon and Company, brought up the idea that the S&P 500, and I'm quoting here, has effectively become a quasi-convertible bond. Now, take a step back. Convertible debt, the whole idea is you get paid interest over time, and eventually you have something that can convert into equity, and so therefore you benefit if the share price goes up. Obviously, if you own the S&P 500, you have that benefit of the share price going up up front, and then on top of that, you have a dividend yield, which is comparable to the yield on 10-year Treasury notes, and that's really uh, the main point Purvis is making. You know, we're talking about the uh, 10-year, whether it goes above 2.4% and stays there. But, you know, the S&P 500 is almost 2%. 
And the gap is pretty close to what we've seen as an average throughout the entire bull market since March 2009. And the way Purvis sees it, so this comparison, you know, helps explain why people would step in and buy or its prices go down. And just it, it's an interesting sort of twist in terms of how you think of stocks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you want to know more, send me an email. I'll get you the chart, the explanation that goes with it. And everything I do going forward, the email address is dwilson at bloomberg.net. That's dwilson at bloomberg.net. All right, good stuff as always. Dave Wilson, our Bloomberg Stocks columnist. Well, billionaire Tom Barrick through embattled film studio Weinstein Company, a financial lifeline last week. Our Eric Schatzker of Bloomberg News talked with Barrick, executive chairman of Colony North Star. Earlier today, Barrick talked about his involvement in the future of the Weinstein Company following mounting allegations of sexual assault and harassment after uh, co-founder Harvey Weinstein. Eric began by asking Barrick why he offered up a bailout of the company. Well, I don't, I don't know that we've come to the rescue, but we purchased Miramax from Disney, which was... In 2010? Was, yes. So we were familiar with the portfolio, the library, and the process. Why do you say you haven't bailed them out or rescued them yet? There's a big difference between the Weinsteins and the company. Harvey, whatever the accusations are, his conduct was reprehensible and unacceptable on any term. So no one is interested in salvaging a company which would benefit Harvey. However, you have 115 individuals. You have a TV production company. You have an independent film company. You have a distribution company, and which has counterparts that are relying on stability. So in a very short period of time, if, if the Weinstein element could be removed, if the toxicity of the liabilities that are around it could be addressed, if the content of the company could continue on in a normal way, there's some value. Whether that can happen or not is a question. When you say the Weinstein element removed, do you mean Bob as well as Harvey? Well, Bob, of, of course, is in a satellite position to this, fortunately or unfortunately. And the benefit of his name is also the detriment of his name. But Bob has been very capable at his own business, which is dimension. So ring-fencing the Weinsteins in whatever manner needs to be done without being punitive to Bob, who at this point in time has... No culpability, apparently, in the process. Nevertheless, the counterparts are going to want the Weinsteins gone. And how that gets done is an issue and a question. Can you tell at this point whether you're going to buy it or not? No. When will you know? Soon. Any idea what it will cost? We're under a non-disclosure agreement. And, of course, you, you have hundreds of creative people whose lives are in the offing here. Let's 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 try to put... Uh, scale it, if you will. Miramax was a $660 million deal. Yes. A very big film library with some famous titles. Is this as valuable an asset as that was? Well, it's hard to say because you have to look, you have to take liabilities. So you have stated liabilities on the balance sheet that go against mostly the, the previous library. Then you have attendant liabilities that arise from the acts of Harvey now. Which of those liabilities are attributable to the company on an ongoing basis and which aren't? Is, uh, is a Rubik's Cube. Very difficult. Very, very difficult. The, the, the first objective is you have a, a, a patient that's dying on the table. You need to revive them and get them to breathe first. If you can do that, then maybe you can see, can they walk? And if they can walk, perhaps you can get them in a race. 
All right, you've been listening to billionaire Tom Barrick talking with our Eric Schatzker of Bloomberg News from Riyadh. Again, Barrick uh, saying that he'll know soon whether Colony will acquire uh, the entire Weinstein company and that uh, evaluating which liabilities against Harvey Weinstein are attributable to the companies like trying to solve a Rubik's Cube. Of course, Mr. Weinstein, lots of allegations of sexual assault and harassment against the co-founder of Weinstein Company. But uh, we'll know soon whether or not Mr. Barrick will... Uh, Add that to his portfolio, Corey. Yeah, he's absolutely one of my favorite investors to listen to because he's just so thoughtful and looks at some really exogenous investments because he can start to figure those Rubik's Cubes out. If you want to hear the rest of that interview, you can check it out at Bloomberg.com uh, slash video, and you can find the interview there. It's a, it's a fascinating one by uh, Eric Schatzker, our colleague Eric, uh, who was in Riyadh today. Yeah, pretty good stuff. All right, you're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Let's get to Nancy Lyons right now. She's got world and national news headlines, and boy, there are a lot of them, Nancy. That's right, Corey. Republican senators are wrapping up their rhetoric against President Trump. Earlier today, Senator Bob Corker said world leaders are very aware that much of what the president says is untrue and says the president is debasing our nation. And then just moments ago, Senator Jeff Flake spoke out against the president while announcing he will not run for re-election. We were not made great as a country by indulging in or even exalting our worst impulses, turning against ourselves glorifying in the things that divide us and calling fake things true and true things fake. Flake says the impulse to threaten and scapegoat could turn the Republican Party into a fearful, backward-looking minority party. Well, President Trump was on Capitol Hill today to eat lunch with Republican senators and discuss tax reform. Here's Senator Mitch McConnell. He went over all of the items that the administration's been working on, uh, much of which I agree with him. The administration hadn't gotten nearly enough credit for. The administration and Republicans are hoping to pass tax reform by the end of the year. Well, the Supreme Court has dismissed a case about President Trump's 120-day worldwide ban on refugees now that the ban has expired. The administration is planning to unveil new screening procedures soon. The first game of the World Series will be played tonight in Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Dodgers and the Houston Astros are facing off in the best-of-seven series. It'll be the first matchup of 100 victory teams in 50 years. You can listen to Game 1 tonight on Bloomberg Radio in New York with a pregame at 7 p.m. Wall Street time. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries.